Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the podcast with Pastor Paul Chicado and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How are you doing this morning, my pastor? Again, as always, doing wonderful. Good, good, good. Well, this is our last podcast for 2020. My can you goodness. Be- can you believe that? No. We've been doing this for almost, what, 17 weeks now? Yeah, we're going 17 weeks. That's that's what's amazing to me is that we've put in between 17 to 18 weeks. Uh, and to think that uh, it's just amazing that we've been doing podcasts already that long. I know. seems like we just barely started. And honestly, our prayer listeners that you've been blessed by it, encouraged, and really just been learning a whole lot of wonderful thi- wonderful truths that you've been applying to your life. Amen. Yes, uh, definitely. Continue to listen to the podcast. This is our way to be able to stay connected with so many of people within our own church, yeah. uh, even individuals that have subscribed and uh, need some uh, encouragement mm-hmm. and just some information and knowledge, you know, and the revelation, the truths that come from God's Word and mm-hmm. what God is sharing. And so it's really important that we we take the moment and take a little bit of time and just listen to it as you're going even. Amen. And I want to give one person acknowledgement for this. Jared Chicago, your son, he was the one that really birthed this about having doing a podcast. Yeah, I don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> Might go to his head. No, he's, he did. It was a blessing that uh, he had uh, come up with this idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, he even had a kind of a little different vision for it. But I think we've kind of settled into the kind of programming that currently, yeah. or at least in this time, in this mm-hmm. season, the way mm-hmm. direction we want to go. And it's working really well. Yeah, because he really fought for this. By the way, he really did fight for to get the podcast going. Yes, you know what I mean. He he's been doing it since the beginning of this year. He's all, Dad, I see a podcast and so forth like that. So, anyways, no, I, I, I really just want to give an acknowledgement to Jared, your son, for really pushing us to do one to do this. So, no, I totally agree with you. It's it's been great, uh, and so he's been a blessing, and mm-hmm. uh, he's helped me a lot to to know how to at least do this when he's currently unable to put it together for us. But uh, for the most part. It's been a blessing. It really has. Yeah, and I appreciate that from my boy. Amen to that. Well, like I said, Happy New Year. It's our last one as we approach the new year, 2021. Man. I know. I know. know. And it's really weird, Pastor. Again, we're we're seeing still some uncertainty regarding the political area, some uncertainty regarding some just the things out in the world. Yes. But there's always things you can be certain of in the Christian realm, in the spiritual realm, that Jesus Christ still is Lord. You know, when the world stops working, God doesn't. Mm-hmm. When the world when the world comes to a standstill, God doesn't. When the world starts shaking, mm-hmm. God's immovable. That's right. And so uh, we got to understand is that we we serve a God of the impossible, and because He can do the impossible, it doesn't really matter how the world goes. He's going to be the one that's going to tell us beforehand if that's we're right. listening, though. That's right. I mean, He's the same <clears throat> yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's right. I mean, He never sleeps nor slumbers, according to what uh, Solomon said. I mean, our God's a good God. That's why He said His word changes not. And uh, because of that very reason, yeah, he's he remains the same. He One does. thing I will say is that, that God will not change mm-hmm. who he is mm-hmm. to please man. Yeah. Man's constantly trying to change who they are to mm-hmm. please someone else, and that's usually themselves. That's right. That's and right. Uh, God's not a selfish God, he, he and, not. and uh, by not changing, we at least we don't have to ever second-guess who God is. Exactly. He, he's It's pretty safe and evident by just learning to worship him and developing that relationship you you begin to see you know what god's pretty consistent you yeah, know we're really not is. but he is he is and i love the idea as you're saying that pastor one thing constantly got immediately in my heart was he first loved us mm-hmm. he first loved us yes. even we didn't know him we That's didn't right. understand him in fact some of us still hate him or whatever yeah. and he loves us pastor That's it. can you imagine he died for a people that would reject him mm-hmm yeah, that's that's hard to understand. I, I I've gotten angry and wanted to push yes. people aside for a yes. lot less than what people do today. Mm-hmm. What what they've done against Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and far fewer people. Right. It, we're talking billions have rejected him, and mm-hmm. I probably only have a handful that have really you know uh, sure. you know that I've had to deal with. That I'm just like forget <laughs> you, yeah, go on your way then. You know. Yeah. And Jesus still loved us enough to say, mm-hmm. no, I love you enough. I'm going to still die for you, yeah. and uh, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to make the ultimate sacrifice. So that way, if you ever decide to come back, I'm yeah. here. 
Amen. And that's such a, such a loving father. When you when you say it that way, that's such a loving father. Yeah. But we really want to talk today, though, Pastor, is some, a message that you administered at the beginning of this year. Yes. Something that you believe that's pivotal for entering 2021 or mm-hmm. something, kind of a, or a culmination for uh, for 2020, would you say? You know, uh, when you're talking 2020, the, the Lord shared, uh, put this right in our heart at the very beginning, put this in my heart in 2019 going into 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the obvious thing is, is that 2020, you know, if you think of it as far as vision, 2020 is like the most perfect vision physically right. that you could have. So right. when you go to a doctor's office and you get the clean bill of health and you come out with a 2020 vision, that means you don't need bifocals. That yeah. means you don't need glasses. You're feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty good. That means you're going to be able to see everything. And, right. and uh, that, that's wonderful. You know, that, that that's a gift when you can have perfect vision. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we lack is we lack perfect vision with God. And uh, the reason why Jesus always had perfect vision is because he continually did the one thing that he taught us to try to do. That we should that we should incorporate into our lives is that we need to do everything that the Father would be doing. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. should be doing what he's doing. This is why Jesus said, look, I only do as I see my father do. But then he goes on and and adds to that. And he says, I only say the things that I hear my father say, Mm -hmm. speak. So the point is, is that Jesus, Jesus's ears Mm -hmm. uh, were, were very in tune. Mm -hmm. He didn't need a hearing aid to try to guess what his father was saying. He didn't need bifocals to try to see what God was doing. His father was doing. He learned to continually keep his eyes upward and his ears upward. Mm-hmm. What it did is it allowed him to keep perfect vision and right. perfect hearing. And so that was really what 2020 was it for us, was that it was that God was saying, look, let's renew that vision. Right. I have the ability to heal you. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to restore you. I have yeah. the ability to give to you what you don't have. But it's going to require that you start re- seeking and desiring that renewed yes. vision. Yes. And so that means starting to look up like Matthew six thirty three, mm-hmm. Colossians three two says. Matthew six thirty three says, "Seek first the kingdom." Mm-hmm. Well, we know the kingdom here is not on planet Earth right. in the way that we know it. It is in our hearts. It is right. here, but I mean the kingdom of heaven right. is that we learn to look up uh, because that's where the Father God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colossians three two it says, "Set your affections, set your mind, set mm-hmm. your thoughts, set your eyesight on mm-hmm. things above." Right. Not on things on the earth. Right. So God taught us right at the very beginning of the year, 2020, let's start learning to look up. Because mm-hmm. if you're looking out with your eyes at right. the natural world, you're going to be discouraged. Mm-hmm. You're going to be dismayed. It's going to overwhelm you. It's going to frustrate you. It's going to even anger you. And yes. especially in a time right now, exactly. it's easy to be angry with our politicians. It's easy right. to be angry to be with the media. Uh, even your neighbors who believe different than you because yes. now we're becoming divided and everybody's angry. Yeah. But if we keep our eyes up, Mm -hmm. it keeps our heart right. It keeps our attitude right because we would see how the Father God is responding. I love it. And so when you're saying keep your eyes up, you're also referring to worship, things that acts of worship, Mm -hmm. reading our word, Mm -hmm, praying, meditating on these things, fellowshipping with one another. Yes. Proverbs 28, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so we sharpen one another. Very much so. And that's how we look up, I'm I'm assuming, when you're saying that. No, it totally is because it's always looking with the eyes of your heart. Mm -hmm. You, you, You could never stretch your eyeballs far enough to see into the God's realm with your eyes. Your eyes are incapable of seeing the supernatural unless God reveals it to you. That's right. But even then, it's because he's expanded your your eyesight to see with your spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not talking about that. We're talking about learning to walk in the spirit because he is is in the spirit. It says we are to worship him in spirit Mm -hmm. and in truth. Well, how do we worship him in spirit? That Mm -hmm. means that we've got to get out of our physical flesh, the natural eyesight that that tells us what's going on and that helps us to be aware of what's currently going on in the world around us to being aware to the supernatural that's going on around us. Mm -hmm. You know, God is a supernatural God, and therefore we need to have spiritual eyes to see him. Yeah, I love how Hebrew says it. Hebrew says the things you see are temporal. Mm -hmm. The unseen is eternal. Well, this is where Thomas had a problem. He said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yes. when Jesus walked into that room that day and all the disciples were kind of confused, what do we do now that Jesus is gone? Right. Well, no, Jesus wasn't gone. He told them I would rise up three days later, right. and they didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. So he ends up, he shows up to a bunch of ragtag group of people that he'd spent three and a half years with yeah. to tell them, hey, guys, I'm back. Exactly. And Thomas is like, well, I, I won't believe it until I actually see it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I tell you, blessed are those who have not seen and yet still, still believe. believe. Because you've got to learn to look beyond your physical eyes and into the things of the Spirit. Exactly. Because Thomas saw the death. <laughs> 
He saw the death. Yeah. He could not see the resurrection. He couldn't and the, see the it, resurrection. And the spirit is I'm referring good. to. He couldn't see it. Very he good. saw Jesus die. He saw him bleed like no man has ever bled before. And yeah. still said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because the death wasn't supernatural. That's good. Come on. The death wasn't. It was caused by a bunch of people that hated him. He had to die a death, right. a natural death. Uh, whether it be through old age or at the hands of man. And right. it was at the hands of man that right. rejected who, what his word. Mm-hmm. But the resurrection was supernatural. Absolutely. It was a supernatural. There's only one way you can come back from life, and that's if God the Father and the Holy Spirit were working yes. together to bring Jesus Christ back from the dead. It it took a supernatural work, a powerful yeah. work. And to me, Thomas, he's seen it before through Jesus speaking out to Lazarus, come forth. Yeah. So he's seen it before. But he still couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. And, you know, and again, this is just an opinion. This is definitely, sure. I'm not going to go, please don't email me and say, oh, this is so unbiblical and ungodly. No, no, it's just an opinion. I could be totally wrong. Right. I'm okay with it. Uh, my point is that it might be the reason why Thomas never wrote a book in the New Testament. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because right. if you look, the, the, the disciples that didn't write books, and here they are considered the great apostles, and yet there were only a handful that really had uh, contributed to the New Testament. right. right. I think maybe it's because Thomas still struggled till who knows how long. Right. Uh, the he, he only saw with his natural eye, which mm-hmm. is which is very natural and common. Yeah. But spiritual people shouldn't live a common life. Mm-hmm. We we should live an uncommon life. Right. Remember, we serve the God of the impossible. Mm-hmm. How does He move a mountain? Mm-hmm. How does He heal a body? How mm-hmm. does He save you? Right. People don't realize all that goes on into salvation. Exactly. That's why it says it's the power of God. The yes. power of God. In the power of on. God unto salvation. That means it's impossible for you to be saved unless the power of God goes in there Amen. and literally wipes it clean. That's How does He do that? Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. You can explain it to me, and you can share with me the. Theological views and the doctrinal, mm-hmm. uh, the the doctrinal uh, understanding, and give me the revelation. But it's still an amazing feat to think that God can cleanse me right. when nobody else can. Amen. I mean, how that's you, amazing. Yeah, no man can top that. Pastor. No man can top that. I mean, the best that we can do is when I'm thinking about that is be intimate with our wives, and we produce a child. Mm-hmm. But that's still not even us. No, it's not. That's the, a creation the of God. Of life that's a amazing. miracle, exactly. Yeah. And God does something even greater, according to John chapter. I think it was uh, one where he says, you're born again, not through human, human flesh, but through me, you're born again. Yeah, the natural birth is amazing. Yes. Because we know God had his hand in forming you while you were in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. But a supernatural birth, the, 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 the new birth. There it is. Uh, no, that that people don't realize how much more amazing that is because of all the things that it took to qualify salvation. It yes. took it took Jesus coming from heaven, coming as a child in a manger. Mm-hmm. It took all. Uh, look at the shepherds that saw him, the wise men, the right. astrologers that saw him. Look at the, that. It was supernaturally given through yes. a through a young woman named Mary, and it was a virgin birth. It started supernaturally. <clears throat> it started supernatural. It says that the it says that the that the the Lord came upon her. Wow. The Holy Spirit overshadowed or came upon her. Wow. That means he literally fell upon her and instantly. The, the conceived child, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking he was instantly conceived. There was no natural birth. There wasn't no fertilization of mm-hmm. this and that. Mm-hmm. It was an instant conception where she had the baby child mm-hmm. at that moment mm-hmm. in her womb. Mm-hmm. Not only that, so we're looking look at all this stuff. And then look at all the things that he had to go through. Mm-hmm. By his stripes we're healed. Uh, the, 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 the chastisement of our peace was upon him. I mean, it took a lot of other s- things in the spirit to right. take place on his way to the cross. Right. It took the brutal beatings. Right. It took for the nails to be in his hand. Why? Mm-hmm. Because that was prophetic. Right. The hanging on the tree, mm-hmm. that uh, rugged, ugly, burly cross, right. uh, that, that was a prophetic thing. Mm-hmm. It took all these prophetic utterances and these things to happen. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus' life was supernatural from right. the moment he was birthed to the moment he went to that cross and mm-hmm. resurrected. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, so much went into salvation, people will never know. And the Bible says that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, that the angels gave him strength yeah. to endure the cross. Yeah. Because by no human standard should a man have to endure, could endure, could yeah, endure something that long. Because the cross doesn't represent something. We, we always talk, a lot of ministers talk that the cross represented something. Well, 
it represents, I guess, in a way, something, but it not really. Mm-hmm. The cross is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cross is the sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the burden yeah. he had to carry, that he had to bear. Uh, it, it was everything that could be related to sin. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the cross was. It yeah. wasn't just a representation of something. Yeah. It was the very thing. Because according to the Old Testament, anything that hung on a tree was, was cursed. cursed. I was getting ready to say that. So because it was cursed, it wasn't a representation of a curse. It mm-hmm. was the curse. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it carried and held the very thing that Jesus was willing to go lay against. Mm-hmm. He was willing to lay his perfection against imperfection. Mm-hmm. He was willing. Now, if there was, if there was a symbolic anything, it's right. what Jesus and the cross did together. Yes. It was what came together at that mm. moment. It was that the supernatural met the natural, the natural sin of man against yeah. the supernatural power of God. Mm-hmm. And only the supernatural power of God could dispel wow. the curse that man brought upon the world, the mm-hmm. sin that man brought upon the world, mm-hmm. the all the workings and undertakings of Satan against the world that right. man fell for, called temptation mm-hmm. and sin mm-hmm. and sickness and disease and all these things in God. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. All man, though, because he had to be flesh to make it work. But the mm-hmm. supernatural thing that he was, that, that, that supernatural uh, God that he was still, even though he was all God, mm-hmm. he was still all man. Mm-hmm. They just had to come together against that natural thing of man mm-hmm. to defeat it at the cross. There was so much that went into it. Just so we can have an opportunity mm-hmm. to accept Christ as Savior mm-hmm. and go to heaven. And go to heaven. Just so we have part in the eternity with the Savior that's so big, yeah, so amazing. Yeah, and, and by the way, listen, we can't unpack all what Pastor Paul has just said. We Unfortunately, we don't have the time to unpack all that. But let me tell you something. You seek God. Mm-hmm. You spend time with the Lord. Yes. You read your Bible. You go listen to the multiple podcasts that we had uh, sent out there to you guys. Yes. Go listen to them and do your research. Very good, yeah, because you, you, you couldn't um, – I, I – I am giving such a very skeleton view of what, yeah. I, but if you unpacked it, you could unpack this for years. Exactly. Cause this is some deep stuff, by the way. Yeah. I can tell Pastor Paul's already flowing in the spirit for yeah. you listeners. He's already yeah. flowing. Amen. The spirit of God's already on him. Let me tell you something. There's some really thick and heavy stuff here. Amen. And it is, to me, it's only uh, right that we would end 2020 with a message like this. Hey, man, and this is why, you know, 2020, even though we're coming to the ending, one of the things the Lord had showed me is that Although we're going to, okay, let me just say this. God gave us the theme for the year called Renewed Vision for Our Church mm-hmm. specifically. Right. But the one thing that the Lord had told me right at the very beginning, he says, unlike all the other years where I presented to you a new season, a new theme mm-hmm. for that season, right? he said, this is the only one that is going to be good from the day until I return now. Wow. He said, this is the one that you need to continue to work on because mm-hmm. he goes, the reason why the church has fallen so far away from me is they've lost their vision of me. Right. They don't no longer know what I do because they don't longer, they can't see it. They don't no longer know what I look like because they don't know what my face is. They don't right. know how to seek that face. Right. They've lost the, the vision. They've lost the vision of who I am as, mm. as their God and as their savior. And he goes, once you get this into your heart, this needs to be mm-hmm. a continual thing till the day you pass on. So yeah. this theme from this moment on in 2020 is what he showed me mm-hmm. needs to continue to be progressively a part of your life. This will never, this will be a theme that should party. In other words, this theme will be a, a res, should be a part and resonate in your life from this moment on now that wow. you know it. So this is continual. From this, this is continual. And this is continual, reoccurring, however you want to say it, this is going to be everyday, everyday thing till Christ returns. Yeah, I think uh, what was like, what was a couple of the themes that we did over the years? Uh, one was... Oh, um, Overcomers. Yeah, uh, we were Overcomers, over, I think, was a... Was what, one of them. Um, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, so, you know, and that was good for that year. I don't even remember exactly what that theme entailed because I know that God gave us something for that yeah, year. Yeah, it was referenced to Deuteronomy 20, that's all I remember. Yeah, that, exactly. And that's all I remember because that's been so many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been several themes uh, that God has given us um, over the years mm-hmm. that are specific to that year. That's right. Uh, this one here, he said it's not only specific to that year, but it's the beginning of something new. Mm. He says, because I want the revision continue, worked on right. from this point forward. And he said, so this theme, even though I may give you something new for 2021, mm-hmm. he says, I don't ever want you to forget 2020, though. Mm. And I said, Lord, we will never, we're going to continue to push renewed vision till the day I die then, because the church has lost their vision. Yeah. 
it's as if 2020 is a foundation for the reigning years that we have on this earth going forward. Very much so. It, it is. It's the. It's the. It's the precursor to everything that we're going to need before we get to the end of end of the moment before the Lord returns. Yeah. We've got to have our renewed, renewed vision. Basically, what's going to happen is, is look, it, most of your prophetic, uh, most of those that work in the prophetic, uh, I can say, uh, or your pro, even your prophets, and I say prophetic because there's those with prophetic gifts. Mm-hmm. I work in the prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not as you know well developed as others. You know, I listen to like Pastor Arthur, and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's actually calling out names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he calls out names of people, but uh, but nonetheless, the prophetic gift is still at work in our lives. Mm-hmm. But then there's the prophets, and everybody's right. saying, many of them are saying the same thing is that we believe that there's going to be an end-time revival. And when I say an end-time revival, it'll be a revival that'll happen just prior to the Lord's return, right. the rapture. Now, everybody, there are still some out there that disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, we do prophesy based off of what we we believe scripturally, so sure. we tend to prophesy from that rather than a good word that's instant from God at that moment. Right. But the word that we get should always be instant mm-hmm. and when it's a prophetic word. Now, mm-hmm. it should still line up with the Scripture, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it shouldn't have been manipulated by the Scripture. Right. It should be an instant word that God has given at that moment mm-hmm. that, yeah, we could find that the word validates that word. Right. Uh, and this is what Jesus did when he was out in the wilderness to defeat Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, man should not live by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, even though he was quoting a Scripture, mm-hmm. It was still instantaneously given to him by the Spirit. Right. That's why the Spirit led him out there. So he was given a word by the Spirit, but it mm-hmm. was validated by the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we like to use the word to to create our prophecies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you, the word that's instant isn't created by this, the Scripture. Right. The Scripture validates that word, though. Mm-hmm. The, the, again, there's so much depth to the prophetic yeah. that I could sit here and teach, but I don't have time. But in other words, my point is, though, is that a lot of people are getting these words mm-hmm. And some don't, and because they they back it up, they first go to the scripture and then yeah. they prophesy all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. it's truth is they could be misinterpreting that scripture. And to me, when I when I hear you say this, it's as if some people are bending the word to their circumstance, to their circumstance, they're bending their liking, yes. yeah, to their favor, mm-hmm. to really kind of even to some degree even gain the applause of men. And then they conveniently come up with a prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, when a prophecy comes, a true prophecy of God, it shouldn't be convenient based off of a scripture you read. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm going to prophesy, and I'm going to prophesy that scripture. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the the word should come first, and then you can go to the word and right. then validate whether that word that you receive from God mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. A lot of ministers like to conveniently prophesy from the Bible, so to speak, and and I, and that sounds weird because the Bible is still the, everything that we hold to. Yeah, I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. So if you're misinterpreting what I'm saying, is you, you need to listen to what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the Bible isn't good. Mm-hmm. We have to have the Bible. In fact, a lot of times when I hear prophetic words, it doesn't line up with the Bible. That's mm-hmm. not a prophetic word. Now, mm-hmm. that's that's an in, that's an emotional word. Mm-hmm. But when a word comes that that honestly can be validated by the Bible, where they where what they said mm-hmm. doesn't discredit the word, well, then that's a good prophetic word. Uh, but when you're taking the word and you're reading scripture and you're misinterpreting that scripture, and all of a sudden you get a word. Right. That kind of goes along with what you believe. Mm-hmm. Well, again, then you use scripture in the wrong way, mm-hmm. and you just conveniently came up with an emotional thing that right. c- gave you the word. So that's just emotion. Right. And uh, yes, it's it's good mm-hmm. because you didn't miss it, but at the same time, you did because you're misinterpreting the scripture too. Right. Right. And so this is why I say a lot of there's a lot of conjecture as to is there a rapture? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a revival before the rapture? Mm-hmm. Look, the prophets that I hear, including what God has showed me, and He showed me twenty years ago, mm-hmm. I, there is—I believe there will be a revival, an end-time revival, just prior to His return. Wow! And so, but the, like I say, the naysayers that are misinterpreting Scripture mm-hmm. or using emotion, they're going to say something different. Mm-hmm. Now, now it comes down to who's right and who's wrong. Well, we'll see. Exactly. And the Scripture is very clear. It says, "Test the spirits." Test the spirits. James says that. Mm-hmm. Test the spirits to yes. see if it's of the Lord. And very that's much. exactly what He said. And how do we do that? Would you say, Pastor, how do we test the Spirit? Through prayer? Well, you test the Spirit through the Word. Mm-hmm. Because oh, it's the Word that go. validates that. That's exactly how it's done is there because it's the Spirit of God that gave us the Word. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was all inspired. Mm-hmm. But you need the Word to test that Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different methods. There's no method. It's the Word. Mm-hmm. The Word is what validates everything. You know, This is why Jesus, again, mm-hmm. you know how he tested the Spirit because he was being tested by a Spirit? Yes. 
Satan yes. in the gar- in the wilderness is because mm-hmm. he used the word to test that. Exactly. And it defeats it. And for me personally, <clears throat> for me personally, Pastor, sometimes there were, I feel so, the Holy Spirit speaking and say, mm-hmm. that's not correct. Yeah. I'll actually hear the voice of God saying that's not correct. And then he'll lead me to the word. No, he'll lead you to the word and he'll verify what you, what you know isn't correct. And that's right. God will first put the check in your spirit. There's... And then you'll be, then what comes is the question. Yeah. Well, God, why do I question this? Why yeah. do I feel... Well, then God shows you in his word. For example, Y2K. The the, the yeah. prophecy was get things ready, you know. Yeah, people d- thought it was all going to be go down, so computer go down. systems, exactly. economy. So we had Christian uh-huh. leaders talking about how to prepare for this. Yes. And the Lord put a check in my heart and says, did you hear the voice of a prophet? Yeah. I said, no, that's a that's a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's not a prophet. It's not a prophet. And I heard that, Pastor. Yeah. And I said, you know what, Lord? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do uh prepare for it because how does that word come first mm-hmm. according to scripture yes you know it yes it, co- it? it comes through the spirit and it comes through the prophet the prophet yes 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 you, you like you're saying yes because the, in other words it, it comes to the mouth of and the i knew that first and i knew that and you're totally right if you're hearing it from a teacher he's dissected the bible mm-hmm. but he's not catching the revelational truths that are in there exactly that only come from the spirit and that's where the prophets come in exactly now it sounded good what mm-hmm. he was saying, it sounded practical. It sounded wise. Mm-hmm. Their their doctrinal exposition makes it oh, it I'm, seems to be clear. I'm but telling it's not. you, but pastor, I'm telling you, this that simple person at that time, I felt a check mm-hmm. in my heart. Yes, and I heard the voice <clears throat> of God. That's what he specifically said. No prophet said this yet. And I remember mm-hmm. looking at Pastor Arthur because he's very prophetic. Yes, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. I looked at you. You didn't say it. That's it. And one person I looked at was Pastor Rod Parsley. I'm going to say his yeah, name. Yeah. I looked at Pastor Rod Parsley. He didn't say it at the time and i'm like you know lord i'm not moving yeah no you're totally right i had heard a couple of other ministers like you said that they were all in fact in fact it was jack van impey at 40 you know many years ago he was he was talking he goes look he goes i've researched the scripture Mm -hmm. i've been asking god in prayer Mm -hmm. and he said something really interesting to go along with what you're saying he says even if y2k happens he said it won't last more than a couple of days mm-hmm. and he said this he said because i can't find it in scripture and god has not shared anything with me mm-hmm. and i'm like there it is there you go there's Simple. from the mouth of a godly man who hears yes. knows your word scripturally mm-hmm. it, line upon line yeah but he also knows you prophetically mm-hmm. and he when he said that it was as clear as day yeah we we need to be careful about making crazy moves Going and going into debt, spending yes. money on the credit cards. Well, motivated by fear. Fear exactly, and that's that's a terrible precursor for the voice of God. If it's going to be the voice of God, He's not going to be moved by fear. And the ones that move by fear are the ones that listen to teachers in these moments. You don't listen to the teacher mm-hmm. because the teacher. I've, I've said it. In fact, I just I just ministered this message this past weekend. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you it, well, you will hear it. It's actually called. You might have to go back. Because uh, this podcast is is being recorded at the moment, but uh, you might have to go back. It was the last message I gave on church matters mm-hmm. called "Lead the Church," mm-hmm. and it talked about the difference between the pastor and the teacher. Yeah, the December sixth message. The December sixth message. Very good. If you go back and listen to that, I, I shared just just briefly about the teacher and that he doesn't have to work under that unction or that anointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he is to dis- dissect the word line upon line. And so doctrinally and expeditionally, he's excellent. Mm-hmm. They're sound. They're sound. But but they but they don't hear, they aren't necessarily hearing and listening to the Lord mm-hmm. at that moment because they received whatever they received in private. Mm-hmm. It's the preacher and the pastor's job and the prophet's job in the public to mm-hmm. be to be instant, in season and out, out of season. season to, man. Instant. Mm-hmm. In that very moment. To be able to preach that word from mm-hmm. the unction of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. they're the ones that are receiving that messaging mm-hmm. to a greater degree mm-hmm. from the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because that's their anointing than the teacher. And right. so why is this important? Because Second Timothy chapter 3 tells us that in the last days, that these time, perilous times will come. But if you mm-hmm. go on to read that, I believe it's in verse 4 or 5. It says that they will, that they will search out for themselves teachers... Mm-hmm. To tickle their itching ears. Wow. In other words, they're going to seek out people that can tell them good stuff, Mm -hmm. relevant stuff, about things that they want to hear. Wow. But the preacher, they're going to deny. Why? Because the teacher says things a lot of times you don't want to hear. They're going to, according to scripture, they're going to exhort. Mm -hmm. They are going to build you up. They're going to convince, or the word is convict. Mm -hmm. 
which are things you don't like. Right. So they're going to do both because mm-hmm. they're going to be led by the Spirit of the Lord, unlike a teacher. Yeah. And the preacher has that anointing to do this. The preacher has the anointing to do this. And so I would suggest if you haven't heard this message, it was the second part of Lead the Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like Matthew said, December 6th. Go mm-hmm. back and listen to that message because mm-hmm. we're living in a time when the teachers are becoming numerous and pastors and the Spirit. I'm not saying that teachers aren't Spirit-filled. I'm saying they're yeah. not anointed to teach under the unction because their goal is to teach line upon line mm-hmm. before they do anything else. Mm-hmm. That's their prerequisite. I right. know I've studied what the teacher is. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the teacher of the New Testament and the Old Testament, what the teacher was supposed to do, he was to study each and every word within mm-hmm. a sentence mm-hmm. of the Hebrew or the Aramaic. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he would define each and every one of those mm-hmm. words so that way he clearly understood that passage absolutely and then he absolutely. was supposed to what he studied give it exactly right. what he studied and nothing else yeah so they have their place they have their place they have their place but they do miss it mm-hmm. when it comes to the spirit of things mm-hmm. the spirit of the lord because mm-hmm. they're not required to work under that same anointing at the moment they teach it mm-hmm. They are to work under that anointing before they actually teach in their mm-hmm. privacy. Mm-hmm. But then they bring it to you line upon line. In mm-hmm. other words, word for word. Yeah, precept upon precept. They bring out the historical. They bring mm-hmm. out the governmental situations. Right. They, they bring out the, uh, the, the culture of the people. And they're good at it. And that's it, what they're supposed to do. Yes. To help you understand scripture. Right. Uh, what was going on and how it pertains to our lives. Mm-hmm. But the preacher, mm-hmm. he does something to the heart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do something. He's not there for the intellect. Yeah, he's the there, for the there for the intellect. He's mm-hmm. there for the spirit to do something mm-hmm. and make changes on the inside of the heart. Exactly. And this is extremely important to me because mm-hmm. as a pastor, I know a lot of people have left our church because they're like, well, he's not a, I like teachers better. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're searching out exactly what Second Timothy chapter three says you're falling into, mm-hmm. and you're that means you're searching for somebody that wants your itching ear. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this, mm-hmm. and the best way to do it is just to offend you. Mm-hmm. You already have missed it if mm-hmm. you're talking that way. Right. You already are going to fall into sin mm-hmm. because you're seeking out a teacher instead of a pastor. Right. When you seek out a pastor. Is because God creates shepherds mm-hmm. of sheep. Mm-hmm. So that way they can lead, direct, and train mm-hmm. to not only hear from the things of God, mm-hmm. but the, the value of the doctrine of that word. Because mm-hmm. when the teacher gives you doctrine, the preacher takes that doctrine and creates, makes it sound. Mm-hmm. How does he make it sound doctrine according mm-hmm. to that scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3? Mm-hmm. Is he also gives you what the Spirit of God says yes. in that. yes. The yes. revelational truths that are deep inside mm-hmm. those words. Mm-hmm. And so a preacher is more important. So can a preacher teach? Yes. Mm-hmm. In fact, I do have the teaching gift. Yes. I'm not great at teaching. <laughs> I'm saying, but the teaching gift and preaching are still two different things. Yeah. But even when I'm teaching, I'm still preaching. Right. A good example is, is like Perry Stone. Mm-hmm. The question is, is he a teacher or a preacher? Because almost everything he does, he gives line upon line, mm-hmm. but he's actually a preacher. Mm-hmm. What he's doing is, is he's doing in-depth study, mm-hmm. and then he gives you points. Mm-hmm. He gives you these teaching points and gives you some knowledge of things, right. and then he hammers it with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's a preacher first, mm-hmm. uh, but he has the teaching gift. Yeah. And his teaching gift happens to be better than some teachers that are in the office of a teacher. Exactly. And we also see him also working the prophetic. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. So he has the prophetic gift, and he doesn't mm-hmm. call himself prophet. He even said, I'm not a prophet. Exactly. But he works deeply in the prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. He works deeply in the teaching gift, mm-hmm. but he is a preacher through and through. It's interesting because his father, Fred, was a prophet. Yes, his father was. So this is why I say it's really important to understand. A lot of people don't really understand these offices that God has given. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to kind of go back because it's it's the year of renewed vision. But there were certain words that even God had given me, mm-hmm. and and I think that we need to take this still going into one of the things that He had told me, and and I'll share with it. And I shared this at the beginning of the year, was that the Lord had showed me that we were going to see great confusion among our ungodly leaders and politicians, wow, and ungodly ministers who were hurting people. Now it's interesting. This year, I know of four big-name ministers personally. Mm -hmm. I did not know this in January, Mm -hmm. and I did not know they were going to, in January, when the Lord showed this to Mm -hmm. me. Two of them personally have just given up on God because Mm -hmm. they don't even necessarily believe God exists. But yet they've taught people for years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two others have been because of infidelity, and Mm -hmm. they have two of the large churches, one just recently. Right. And again, I'm not going to name drop because it's something like Joel. But my point is, is that 
this word is coming to pass. Mm-hmm. Now, has it always come? Has this always happened? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But these were names that are household names to right. a lot of the the charismatic and evangelical churches mm-hmm. that I know of, or evangelical, uh, you know, um, beliefs, so to speak. Exactly. And to me, these words came to pass quickly. They came to pass quickly. Because yeah, you gave prophetic words. It took over time. You know, It was a prophetic in a distance, in other words. Yes. This happened within the same year. This happened in the same year. And when the God said that there was going to be great confusion among the ungodly leaders and politicians, mm-hmm. we had no idea mm-hmm. the evilness that we were going to no, see none. as a result none. of the restrictions and mm-hmm. stuff in our government like in our before. Now, we've seen it over the last three right. years. Right. Uh, a, a lot of the, the turmoil yeah. in our government. Yeah. But it's right now at its peak. It is. And it's interesting. Their focal point was the church. Mm-hmm. Attacking the church. Yep. Bars were open. Remember that? You remember that? Back I in early this year, bars were open, yep. but the churches were closed. Yep. Walmart was open, but the churches were closed. Exactly. How is that? How is that? I, I, I don't get that. But we know that there's a huge attack on the church. We know that these things were going to come to pass. The Lord told us. And um, uh, But here's the interesting thing, too. Um Here's what else that the Lord told me. Now, this is interesting because mm-hmm. I just talked to somebody literally yesterday about this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually tell them this prophecy. Sure. They told me. And when I reread this prophecy, like I'm doing even right now, it's it, the Lord told me that if you're over 40 years of age, mm-hmm. you will receive dreams that have meaning. Now, this is interesting. Wow. If you go onto YouTube mm-hmm. and you go look up all these Christian ministers and just type in prophecies mm-hmm. for 2020, mm-hmm. you're going to find people that no, normally even get words that are going on YouTube mm-hmm. and they're saying, Interesting. I've never had this before, but God showed me a dream of the end. God has showed me a dream of what's going to happen in the government. God has wow. shown me it's a good. dream for this coming month. It's good. Men, men and women of God who have never had literally dreams that were so vivid that YouTube right now has hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people that are posting literally two, three minutes, some up to 20 and 30 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, I've never done this before. And I've listened to multitudes. Now, I haven't listened to every one of their dreams thoroughly. Many, yeah. But I'm amazed how many of them will tell you, I've never done this before. This is the first time this has ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I talked to another gentleman last night. He mm-hmm. says, you know, God has always spoken to my heart. He goes, but I have heard God God has showed me a couple of things in my dreams recently that I've never had this kind of thing, wow. ever. Wow. And he's over 40. Wow. And I know him personally, and he's always been a godly man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loving, godly, kind, wonderful man. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He was telling me this, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. This is coming to pass. Yeah. But we didn't have a clue that this stuff was going to come upon us. No, I've seen also also on social media where there's people have been posting. She goes, I got a dream about the end times. Yeah. These are a lot of people are yes. posting this right now. Yep. Yep. Um, here's another thing that's happening. The Lord told me at the beginning of the year, he says, everyone who spends time with God will see results come more quickly. Mm. And it was interesting. I had forgot this because even though God gives me these words, it's so much. I've been yeah. inundated with so much information this year. I probably received more information, whether it be from news sources, mm-hmm. prophets, prophetic words, messages from friends from friends my own personal studies my Mm -hmm. own time with god yeah i've never been more inundated with information so you tend to forget some of those things that god shows you absolutely because it's just too much to remember Mm -hmm. my brain's not capable of remembering that much i'm not that good okay (laughs) and so but one of the things he so told me and i was looking back at it and he said everyone who spends time with god will see results come quickly now here's what's interesting until i reread this Mm -hmm. The about two weeks ago, I was sitting there praying. I'm like, I was thinking about some of the things that I'd prayed for this mm-hmm. year that had instantly almost come, and I'm like, Wow, Lord, I've never seen it come so quickly. Yeah. And I'd said that, yeah, completely forgetting what Lord the Lord had showed me ten months ago. Wow, I had completely forgot what the Lord had showed me ten, eleven months ago. Wow, that He gave me that. Well, I've been talking with people who are like, you know. I've been able to spend more time with God, but God's just been answering so much more quickly. Wow, praise God. And I'm hearing people say that, and I'm like, because here's what's interesting, is that um, the Lord told me that this, he says, you will see great advancement among believers to witness and come together in unity. You know, the body of Christ, even though it's interesting to me, and and I I mentioned this because I just guest ministered at a church this past week, and... uh, it was a pre-recorded message 
because they're unable to gather at the moment, but it's going to be up here in the next couple weeks, and, or this coming Sunday, they're going to play it. But one of the things that's really interesting is that I had somebody come up to me and say you know, they were how upset, you know, that the churches are closed and this and that. And uh, I I was like, you know, I, I was thinking when they were saying it, I'm like, this is interesting. This is a person who doesn't even pay tithe. And I said it. And I, and I remember the, the, everybody that, that was in the church as far as leaders, they started laughing. They're like, amen to that. Right. I said, isn't it funny? The people that are the most upset about church closing are the people that aren't the, are the least faithful. Exactly. I said, they don't pay tithe. Mm-hmm. They only show up when they feel like it. Right. They tend to sleep in more. They're more, when they do get to church, they're not here to serve. They're not right. here to benefit the pastor or, right. the, or the, the community. Right. They're thinking about what can I go eat and how mm-hmm. can I, and, and what mm-hmm. can I eat and what's, what time the game is. You know what? My, my buddies are going to come right. and the pastor's going five extra minutes. Right. And I've got buddies with pizza coming over to watch the game and I right. wished he would hurry. Right. And I'm thinking about leaving. And I'm thinking, you provided nothing for the church, and yet you're upset now that mm-hmm. the church is closed? Mm-hmm. You see, this is what I shared, is that yeah. we've taken church for granted. Now yes. that it's closed, it means something to you. Mm-hmm. I always say, if it means something to you after after it's all, after it's it's gone, mm-hmm. that means you cared about it too late. Right. And that's kind of where the body of Christ is. We mm-hmm. always care. And we don't care until after it's too late. Exactly. And to me, that's what I would believe would spark the 10 weeks of messages you had regarding church matters. There's 10, totally 10 different messages about how church matters. Yes. From like you talked about the prophetic role, the teacher role, the pastor role, to the congregation role. We have a role that we play. You're not kidding. I, I spent 10 weeks, and they were extra-long messages, I will say that. Mm-hmm. And you were teaching. And I was teaching. There was a ton of teaching and a lot of good points. Yeah. And, I'm a, and I know that a lot of people don't have the spiritual stamina mm-hmm. or the physical stamina to sit mm-hmm. and listen very long, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. It is. Because, you know, if we went to a football game, we would sit there all three and a half hours mm-hmm. cheering and mm-hmm. shouting and mm-hmm. eating more hot dogs and drinking more beer. And spending more money. And spending more money. But when it comes to the spiritual things, we, we give up quick. Yeah, we do. And the most important thing is your life are the things that are going to take you into eternity, and yet mm-hmm. we won't spend time. And so I know I went a little extra long, but I'm telling you, if you even if you have to divide it up into segments mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to listen to 30 minutes today, mm-hmm. 30 minutes tomorrow, and 30 mm-hmm. minutes next, well, you, you'll have the whole message done within two to, two, two to three days. Right. If that's what it really took, if mm-hmm. you really can't handle it, right, and that's sad, you need to pray for you. I'll be honest with you; I'm already irritated talking about it. It makes mm-hmm. me upset mm-hmm. because I'm upset that our spiritual that our spiritual stamina doesn't exist any farther than mm-hmm. what our thinking about a hot dog does. Right, it is to us right. that we'll spend an hour in the kitchen cooking the nicest meal of our life for an hour and a half, preparing right. so we can eat something good. Yeah, but we won't take we won't take an hour and a half and st- take time for the spiritual food that we need. You know, it's funny. Jesus got on the disciple says your spirit is willing but your flesh is weak because they couldn't tarry the hour they couldn't tarry an hour of praying with jesus it was no different then than it is today i mean when you think about the request yeah the savior is asking for help mm-hmm. he's asking for your prayer yeah and you can't tarry the hour i'm telling you i know we went off a little car sir but, but you've <laughs> got to get back on course church yeah uh, look, I'm adamant about it because when you have a devout relationship with God, mm-hmm. time is not, doesn't even matter to you. Mm-hmm. I know. I, you're talking to a man who used to spend three to four hours in a church service and people say, oh my goodness, I'm glad basketball doesn't go that long. Mm-hmm. Don't push me. <laughs> I might. Don't tempt him. Don't tempt Don't tempt him. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but we did. We came out of a place in our time and... Uh, that we love spinning in the presence of God. We love to see the miracles. We love Mm -hmm. to hear the prophetic word. We love to see and feel and experience God. And like you said, after spending four hours at church, we come back the next day wanting more. We wanted more. And it caused a great prayer life to happen. sure did. We want to read our word. It sure did. wanted to teach our children. We want to go out and tell the world. And God wants to see that again in the body of Christ, by the way. Yeah, he does. The time time period you're talking about, Pastor, was less than 20 years ago. I'm telling you, it's it's almost overnight Mm -hmm. how fast the church has just gotten away to be gotten away from God and becoming mm-hmm. extremely selfish. Exactly, they, they went from being sheep to being goats. Unfortunately, I'm telling you. And there's a lot of gurus that will be out there and tell you, well, there's no reason to, to minister an hour, no reason to minister two hours. Oh yeah. Well, you're going to tell the Holy Spirit how long He gets. And the gurus you're talking about are the people who talk about this is how you grow your church. You want a That's church of a hundred, you grow to a thousand by shortening your message and creating culture and offering coffee in, in the sanctuary and donuts and get rid of the chairs and get get couches no 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 no. 
You mm. just, you just, come on. You usher the Holy Spirit out the moment you start doing that kind of stuff. Th- th- that's really what this is about. It's, it's not about God anymore. Mm-hmm. It has a form of godliness, but it denies the, the power. power. Remember, it's the power of God that we go for. Exactly, and the power comes through the Holy Spirit. It comes through the Holy Spirit. We saw it in Acts chapter two. Mm-hmm. That's real power. Yeah, Holy Spirit having His way. That's power. And the church needs to be reminded of this. And and I, I know that God's called me to do this. Mm-hmm. I've known this for many years of my life that God's called me to speak truths that other ministers are afraid to speak. Mm-hmm. But everything I speak is straight from the Bible. So if you want to argue and debate me, then you're just going to argue with God, not right, me, right. with God. God's right. word is true. Mm-hmm. Let every, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, there it is. Uh, I, you're arguing with the wrong man. Go talk with God about it. Exactly. We can drop the mic right now and be done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> boom, I sh- boom, shagalaka. <laughs> you know, look, I, I, I'm just, I, I get. I get a little irritated because I see what Satan has done to grab, put his grubby little hands yeah. on the necks and on the minds, in other words, in the hearts of pe- the Christians. And that's what he does. He oppresses people. The devil is an oppressor through and through. He mm-hmm. can care less about life. In fact, he wants to destroy it. That's John 10.10. 10. Mm-hmm. That's his aim in life, to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and that's why it's good for us to want to be a church because this is where a good minister, the spirit-filled and anointed, mm-hmm. not only understands the atmosphere, but he understands what God is doing at that moment and Mm -hmm. is obedient to follow through with it yeah look there's going to be some things that are going to come up in 2021 Mm -hmm. um i'll just share one with you just Mm -hmm. so just to give you a prophetic word god showed me very clearly and and i won't drop any names because one if i'm wrong then it makes god look bad not me because you know it doesn't really matter what people think about me it's Mm -hmm. that i don't want to make god look bad and right but but i will say that there are going to be some uh, prominent people in high positions of the government that you see even on tv Mm -hmm. they're going to die in prison Mm -hmm. and i don't say it because i want that i'm not saying that let's pray for that i'm just simply saying is that god has showed you god is not happy with what's going on within our Mm -hmm. political realm and within Mm -hmm. our government that's hurting the church yeah that is that, that 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 Satan has been able to manipulate and pull the heart their heartstrings right. to really defy the things of God. And God's a defender of justice. He's yes. a defender of, of his of his of the church. Yeah. And so we're gonna be really surprised to see some of them in orange jumpsuits. But then he also told me this. Mm-hmm. He said there are going to be some that not only will they go to prison, but some when they find out they're going to, that they're going to be on the verge. Many of them are going to fall over of heart attacks. Mm. Uh, you know, it's interesting because in Matthew 24, there's a passage of scripture where it says that men's hearts will fail them mm-hmm. for the, before because of the great things, the destruction and the, the fearful things that are going to come upon planet Earth. Mm-hmm. This is that type of thing for many of wow. them. They've put There's been so much evil and secret things that they've conspired to. Mm-hmm. The Lord showed me mm-hmm. things that we would have never. We always had an idea right and you know and i'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of guy but we've always had this idea these undertakings that have gone on within mm-hmm. within within high levels of leadership whether mm-hmm. it be government or other mm-hmm. other things uh, that have gone on right. or, or famous people of some right. sort that have access to uh you know to that level of yes. leadership of so to speak mm-hmm. that sway people basically yeah. yeah yeah that have the ability to sway people that have influence um that the Lord showed me that many of them are going to be revealed, and they're going to they're going to die right there in their own beds. Wow. They're going to die right in front of people. In fact, with heart attacks. Now, now, like I said, I please don't act like oh, Pastor Paul's prophesying and he's he's excited. I am so not excited. I want them to know Jesus before they Amen. do. Amen. I, I'm not praying this. I'm just sharing what God showed me. And, and, it's, and you say, well, is it God killing him? No, not at all. But what he's going to do, he's, he's, he's going to take his hands completely off their life. The, the, there's going to be such a great fear that Satan is going to grip them with. Yeah. Because they already have Satan in their lives. But right. he's going to grip so tight because they've given so much to him. Yeah. That he's going to bring such a great fear upon them and a great pressure on mm-hmm. them. He's going. It's going to literally cause their hearts literally to stop. Yeah. Um, some are going to commit suicide. Some, he said, are going to be in prison the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And then he said that there will be some, though. They mm-hmm. will escape it. Mm-hmm. And he said they're going to escape, he said, because they're going to have the ability to somehow hide themselves. Mm-hmm. He said, but you won't hear about them anymore. And mm-hmm. you'll wonder, well, where did so-and-so go? Mm-hmm. What, what happened to this person that was involved in this mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. this conspiracy? All of a sudden you don't hear. Right. But the Lord said that they will disappear. 
He said that they won't necessarily die. They won't necessarily be in prison. Mm-hmm. But he said they're going to live in torment the rest of their lives and still be oh. so tormented wow. that they're not even going to be able, be able to be in the public anymore because people are going to be like they've gotten really strange. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be asked to talk anymore. Wow. They're not going to be asked to the conventions and they're wow. to give out their opinions because th- th- there's going to be something so strange about them right. that a lot of people that even they're strange themselves are going to say, wow, they're like a new level of strange. Wow. They can't even function in, in public anymore. They can't function in public. And uh, there's going to be physical things that are going on with their bodies. And they're not even going to know what it is, except that Satan has a complete grip over them. You know what it reminds me of is Nebuchadnezzar. When, mm-hmm. he, when he said within himself, I am like a god. Yes. And he became like an animal. He became like an animal. It says he actually grew like hair like feathers. Yes. And he grazed out in the yes. field with claws. His fingernails were like eagle's talons. Yes, they were like talons. He literally became like an animal. He was basically possessed. Yes. Is what it was. And I love the very end, though, because there was a good ending. Yes. He looked up to the heaven and says, there is a God, and instantly got delivered. It says he came to his mind. Mm-hmm. In other words... When he looked up and said that, it's like his mind cleared up. Yeah. You see, this is what Satan, people don't realize. When mm-hmm. Satan's got a grip, mm-hmm. th- th- what he's working extremely hard on is the mind. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that if he can get to your mind, he affects your heart. Exactly. Especially if you let him stay there. Exactly. You know, we've heard the old saying, an idle mind is Satan's workshop. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people have a great workshop for him to work in. Right. You know what I say? I say we close shop. Exactly. It's time exactly. to close shop. And stop de- denying God. Stop rejecting the Lord. That's it. And I think that, you know, within closing, I, I think that we need to go walk out of 2020 with working to to renew that vision, mm-hmm. keep that constantly upon our hearts, Amen. and walk into 2021 with a, a, a renewed expectation. There it is. Because if you have a renewed vision, then that means your expectation has changed. All mm-hmm. of a sudden you say, wow, mm-hmm. I see what God can do. Right. Because you stop looking at the world around you and stop mm-hmm. being frustrated and angry with it. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you get joyful. Right. Now joy comes and peace comes and rest comes and all of a sudden a greater love. And what it does is it renews your expectation and you realize, wow, if God's that big, what am I worried about? Exactly. And to me, when you say that... In other words, you're going to stop blaming God and start looking to Him. You're going to look to Him for every hardship that comes? No, we're yeah. just going to go right to God. Exactly. Don't shake your fist. Render your heart. Render your heart. So let's go into 2021 excited about the fact that we are going to get back together in church. That's Those right. things are going to happen. Whether you know People can say, well, it's going to change in this now. Maybe there'll be some changes. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get to get in there, and we're going to be able to minister. It's coming. Exactly. When exactly? It doesn't matter. But get your hearts ready for it. That's right. Get excited. Mm-hmm. And let's get together and celebrate Jesus because that's what church is about. Amen. I love my pastor. Amen. I love you, bro. I love you too, my pastor. It's been great 2020 with you, doing this with you. We love all of you out there in uh, podcast land. and uh, <laughs> We love you all so much. And we wanted to finish the year with a bang. And we believe that this is it. And uh, we want you to know that there's so many good things that God's doing despite mm-hmm. all the evilness that's going on in the world around us. Yeah. Stay true to God. Amen. Stay Stand firm. It says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. So you keep enduring. You keep standing strong. Don't let the devil take you down. But look up. Keep your eyes up and remain in the joy. Amen. That will keep your strength according to Scripture. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Joy is your strength. So do this. Walk into 2021 with expectation. Yes, Lord. And being ready to come together with other believers and know that church matters. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.